1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Two Cups of Tea. I'm Chris Heath and today I'm up in the Wirral near Elmsbury Port and with the help of a large pot of tea and some biscuits I'm about to hear the life story of another older legend in her golden years. Here's a few choice words to get you in the mood.
2: I'm writing to your mother, what shall I say? And I said I want to go home. She really can't, the war started. At the old house we had secret panels and he knocked on one and the next one opened. And I sat on a settee and I went down. There was nothing there, there was just the top. And I was in a hole with my knees up like this, trying to talk to them.
1: Can you remember what the homecoming was like when you came back for good?
2: My sister said to me, what will we call my mother? She didn't know what to call
1: Oh, her. bless her heart. Yeah, what
2: will we call her?
1: So let's go in and meet 85 year old Maureen. She grew up in Liverpool and also Wales as an evacuee before becoming a nurse in 1948, the same year the NHS first started. She's a born storyteller and had me fascinated from the word go, not least because she makes amazing tomato soup. Anyway, here comes the cheesy title music. What oh, it's a lovely cup of tea, and you've even brought biscuits as well. Yes, there they are. Oh, fantastic. Oh, you've got a tonnex wafer. Yeah, Oh, bad. my God. Yes. Happy days. Yeah. Well, I'll save that uh, for, a, for a, a suitable part of the conversation. Yes. So, tell me about you. Now, here we're here in Ellesmere Elms, Port at the moment, yes. aren't we? Yes, yes. Um, but where did it begin for you? Where did life begin?
2: I was born in West Kirby. And it was the period, 1932, when there was the slump and my father hadn't got work. He was a butcher, but also a mechanic, a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, I think. And uh, he managed to get a job at Liverpool Crossville Bus Depot in Edge Lane for £3 a week.
3: Right.
2: So we moved to Liverpool. I would be about... My sister was born in Liverpool. I'd only be one-ish. Yeah. She was born in Colwyn Road in Liverpool. And then we only had gaslights. You know, mantles.
1: Well, that's back when you used to have lamplighters. Yes. yeah.
2: Yes, lamplighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to like to watch them because if I was crying, the colour effect, you know, if I was crying about something. Yeah. I liked to look through the window because the tears had the effect of... Um, Colours, it was strange, really, yeah. on the lamps, on oh, the Oh, like gas when lights. you're half
1: kind of squinting yes. and looking, at yes. the, looking yes. through yes. your tears at the lamplights. Yes. What colour were the lights?
2: Lemony, very yellow.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes,
2: when they were lit. They were white when they weren't. Yeah. Because I think they were the same gas lamps. Well, yes, the...
1: so, so you used to have the, the guys who used to go around yes. and light the mantles. That's right, with a long... So instead of light now and they just come on as soon as yes. it gets dark, no, you had a little guy God, went around with a, big, around a big, big stick.
2: And I think he was a... He used to call people in the morning to get them up.
1: Oh, really? He didn't so he was round, round at the right time round. to to He's turn done. them off?
2: Yes. And at think,
1: the same time, he'd double do. up and do like an yes. alarm call?
2: Yes. Oh, that's a brilliant! Yes. And then we moved. My mother saw the house was to let up the road. Yeah. Abergelly Road. Yeah, That's right. We moved from Fort Colwyn to Abergelly Road because it had electric lights. And from there I went to Birchfield Road School yeah. when it was five. And it had its own swimming pool. And somebody wow. said
1: Indoor or outdoor indoor.
2: Wow. And there were orangey coloured bricks round. Yeah. Halfway up, they were browny orangey. Yeah, bricks. and at seven, you could go in the pool and learn to swim.
1: So, I bet and all the kids were, were in you know, in the year below when they're all the six year olds, we just kind of couldn't waiting. wait.
2: Well, it was a, yes, I didn't get in it actually because I was evacuated. And oh, no, yes, yeah, so, so you're waiting, waiting and, and, wait, and waiting. waiting to start swimming, and then you
1: got evacuated when the <laughs> war started,
2: yes. And... I started school when I was five at Birchfield Road. I believe it's still there now. I don't know how true that is. Yeah. But somebody told me it was still there. And still had a pool, but I can't see it still being there. But that's what I was told. Yeah. So in the class, I was bullied even at that age. Oh, really? Yes. Because... The teacher said, somebody in this class is going to get a present at the end of the week because they've got the most gold stars. And I did have a lot of gold stars, but I didn't think it was me that was getting the present. Yeah. And then she announced it was me. So there was a little girl who was very jealous. And I got, of all things which I can't ever face again, a white and pink sugar mouse. And they they were sort oh, wait, with of With little string it. tails. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh, and I had them, I never could face them again.
1: What? Because of the bad memories of being bullied for being?
2: No, I think it was the sweetness of them.
1: Well, they are hey, just sugar lumps, it, basically. Are
2: they? <laughs> Terrible. It's just that so even that even the pink <laughs> ones. <laughs> <laughs> that was my present. Anyhow, um, the little girl who yeah. was a twin was very pretty. Went to the teacher who was, had gone to, told them to keep quiet in the class and said I'd stood on a chair and I hadn't moved. So the teacher sent for me and I didn't go because I said I haven't done anything. Yeah. And when I did go, she shoved me in the corner and said, don't you disobey me, you know. So I never forgot that, yeah. the girl bullying me. And shortly after, she caught her finger in a double door, the closed, and she had to go to the hospital. lost, And I thought it was a way of it coming back to us. Well, that's calmer, isn't it? As young as it was. I thought that.
1: Yeah. They say he doesn't pay his debts for money.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Then we got a note when I was seven, the year I was seven, that I would have started to swim, to take home during the holidays. I think, yeah, we were given the note. It must have been as we broke up. And it said they were having a trial run. For evacuation in case the war broke out.
1: Oh, so in case the so war hadn't broken out? No, no. But this did, was a, a trial run? Yes,
2: on the 1st of September. And I was seven and my sister was six.
1: So you were that close from jumping in the pool? Yeah, I Oh, the chance. that's good. And you never did?
2: <laughs> no. oh, not that's there, t- not there, but I did later. That so. must
1: have felt, that must have, <laughs> do you know what? I bet, as a, as a little kid, I bet you were more upset about I that back than back. war breaking out. I
2: was, really, at the time. <laughs> Anyhow, the headmaster, Mr. Dawson, I remember his name, sent us home with letters, and my sister and I, and we thought it was going to be a holiday. Yeah. You know, camping. He said we'd be camping in a field. It was a trial run, the first of September. My Mother said, "You're too young. You can't go." Had a little brother who couldn't go. Obviously, he wasn't to school.
3: Yeah.
2: So we cried. We wanted to go. We thought it was going to be a marvelous holiday. Yeah. She said, "All right, you can go. You'll be back on Sunday."
1: So it was just for a few nights.
2: It was supposed to be.
1: Yeah.
2: Back on was, Sunday. And this was what year? 1939. Right. right. So on the Sunday. Yeah. No, we go We go to the station and my mother had to go and buy. We had all our clothes put in a case, a gas mask each. yeah, And a carrier bag with evaporated milk, biscuits, a crane and crayons. Something else, I can't remember the other So, thing. all
1: the stuff you take on a long journey just for for. No, like and they gave
2: goodie. us that from school. Oh, well, look, a goodie bag. A goodie bag. Oh, right. And it was a carrier bag with handles.
1: Yeah.
2: And we had our case. Oh, my mother had to go and get a tin mug, which she hadn't got a tin mugs, and a tin plate because we were camping. So.
1: Oh, like the old white and yes. blue anamaly ones.
2: I think it was enamel anyhow. Yeah. She had to run and get that as we were going to the station. Yeah. And we went to Edgelane Station. There was a steam train and there was loads of children with their gas masks and everything. All excited, think we were going on this fantastic weekend. So off we go and we get to Pristatin. Yeah. I didn't know it was Pristatin then to begin with. And... We'd go into this field where there's all tents. We hadn't been there a quarter of an hour. when We were standing by the gate and there was two other little girls where there was four of us, Audrey and I and Kathleen and Mary. Yeah. They were older than us, slightly older. And this car comes in and it had a figure on the front and it was a big black car. And the lady comes out of it, there was a man driving it with a dark clothes on and... This lady jumps out of the car, and she had a flouncy dress, on, like it's chiffon I know today, with flowers on and a big hat.
3: Yeah.
2: And she said, "I'll have these four little girls." It was outstanding standing because we were in that place, and it was these two and my sister and I, and we were taken. We were the first to be picked, just because of the position we were in. A bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, "I'll have these four little girls." Obviously,
1: you look the loveliest, is what I would say.
2: I don't know about that,
1: <laughs> but anyhow,
2: we got in the car. Yeah. And they. That makes it sound
1: like a car boot sale.
2: I know, it was ridiculous, really. Yeah. They were just picking who they wanted. But we were the first. Now my cousin who went was evacuated said he was the last, and most people were the oh, last. Oh, no one wants but to be the last. I know, do they? but he, he said most people are because I always said we were the first. I don't think you believe me, but it was absolutely true. Yeah. My sister would confirm, but her memory's not quite as good as mine, really. Yeah. She she was younger. Right. Yes. So there's parts she doesn't re- that Of course,
1: I, of course, yeah. But
2: I remember, and she doesn't, and. Um, We were taken to this gorgeous house in Marine Drive in Pristat, huge house. I wondered what we'd come to because we'd come from a terraced house in Mm. Liverpool. And we go in and we were in like a a little sitting room and there was a breakfast room. I mean, it was so big and this big garden. And we went out in the garden the next morning. That was Saturday. And then they said, we... you can crane in the other room. So we sat crane in. Mm. And this man who'd been driving the car came in, and he had a striped waistcoat and another jacket over it. I think he was a driver or a butler. I don't think he was a husband. Wow. Didn't get a chance to really... So
1: he looked like staff.
2: He looked like a staff. Yeah. And he said, your breakfast is ready. We went in and we had this fantastic breakfast. Yeah. A real fry up and everything, toast. And the, the, then they took us out somewhere. I can't remember where we went, but they took us out somewhere yeah. in the car, bought us an ice cream. And then on the Sunday when we came down for breakfast, she was crying and she said...
1: This is the woman in the big French chiffon yes, dress. Yes, yeah.
2: She was crying. She said, we've, we've got something to tell you. We've got to leave our house. The war has started. So that was the third on the Sunday. So what did she say, that... She said she had to leave her house and go to the country. They were obviously quite wealthy. Right. The soldiers were having her house. Does that sound feasible?
1: Yes, they would have been billeted. Yes. Yeah.
2: The soldiers had to have a house. She yeah. said we had to, and we had to go. So the soldiers...
1: Well, a big house like that, I imagine, I it had was lots a big of spare house, rooms.
2: And she probably had other properties, see. Yeah. And they were going to somewhere... So she that had They the couldn't take us out of that area, yeah. evidently. Well, I, w- I would think so. I would think we were come with the school we would have to stay in that area
1: right yeah that you makes sense because you'd all go back on the same coach or whatever
2: well we would have done. we yeah. never got back for four years
1: four years you were there terrible so from what age to what age were you there you
2: were seven till eleven
1: that's such a big part of your but childhood
2: yeah i think mm. we were deprived a lot really it we were deprived terrifically after the third move
1: so where so where after you went from
2: then the, Posh
1: Lady yes, Where did you go next?
2: Then went to family in Carradock Road and Prestatim. Mm. And they had they were Michael and Murray, very friendly. Mm. He was he had the donkeys on the beach. Oh really? Yes. That must have and seemed was, like a dream. Well it did. But we never got washed, you see. We were playing with pies all day. <laughs> and we never got washed, and we were as black as coal. And what we'd come with mm. Disappeared, really, because it was put on their little girl. They had Mary and Michael as well. They called the children the same names as them. Right. And we all slept in one bed. And I wet the bed, obviously, and yeah. he wet the bed. So you can imagine the state was by two weeks. And we'd mm. never been washed. And a little, as we moved, day after we moved, a lady came and we were playing in the garden.
3: Yeah. It
2: was just mud. It wasn't a garden, really. Right, yeah. It was just mud. And we were making mud pies. Right, <laughs> And this lady came and she said, I'm writing to your mother, what shall I say? And I said, I want to go home. She said, well, you can't, the war started. I can remember, I'm sure she was a health visitor and I ended up a health visitor. Oh, really? Yeah, strange, really. She said, you can't, there's a war on. So off she goes. Well she came. I bet you were
1: nicer when you were a health visitor than she was.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she was very (laughs) nice. Anyhow, two weeks later she comes back. Yeah. Must have been suspicious of something. And we weren't badly treated, we were fed, Mm. but they got us up one night and my sister was a bit frightened because he was shooting peas. He was having his dinner across the table, and her being that much younger, she was a bit nervous about him. And they took us to the mountains, and I think up the hills, up mountains, near Gwaneska, a little village. And I think they stole a horse. I just had a feeling that there was something involved there.
1: Oh, so it was a midnight flit to go yes. and steal a horse yes, and then come
2: I back? Yes, so. I think they did. You know, I'm not sure, but the horse appeared... A- The next morning? No, well... Oh, the beach beach with the donkeys? With the donkeys. Right. They were very good to us. Mm. They weren't unkind. They never hit us and they fed us, you know. You just didn't get washed much? We never got washed, no. And everything disappeared, all the clothes we'd come with. So this health visitor reappears. Well, she mightn't be a health visitor, but she was in navy blue uniform, which they used to wear. She comes back and she said, look at this child's neck, and it was my neck, it was black. And look at her hair, we were walking, literally. Mm. She said, I can't leave them here, which was right, I suppose, Mm. but we were happier there, I'll tell you. So she takes us then to a lady further up the road, a Mrs Pierce, who was very good-looking, curly, auburn hair, Mm. but not a nice person. And um, she took the four of us. Well, the two of the girls didn't stay long. They went.
1: So it was just you and your sister?
2: And And what's your sister's name? Audrey. And my mother contacted mm. Mr Dawson and said she wanted wanted to bring us home. They told him not to visit, you see, for a month.
1: Yeah, because we you wouldn't get settled so in thought, then.
2: Yeah. Well, in three changes, we wouldn't have done anyhow. No, yeah, really. exactly. So they said, if we'd have stayed at the first one, we'd have been all right. Mm. Anyhow, my um, my mother wrote and said she wanted to bring us home and then my headmaster sent her a letter and said, do you want to take them home to have them killed? Because Liverpool, you see, was being bombed by yeah. then. And we had lived in Liverpool, so they moved out because the road was bombed.
3: Yeah.
2: They weren't. They were all right. They moved out, moved to our aunties in Morton mm. in a place called Old Hall Farm, which my auntie and uncle and grandfather and half-brother, there were seven of them there, mm. and they couldn't take us in, you see. So it wasn't room wasn't room, but my mother said they could have made room. She always said afterwards. Anyhow, mm. after that, Mrs Pierce, oh, she put us in a corner like that
1: yeah. with a
2: round table to have our meals. My sister and I, we never, ever sat with that with her and her two girls. Yeah. She had two nice girls, actually, but they sat at a different table. Mm. They didn't eat the crusts. We had everything because we just got two sandwiches of tea. Yeah. For breakfast.
1: So did you get a different tea from the other? Yes. Oh, that's not
2: good. Terrible.
1: That's not nice.
2: It wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. It wasn't. She was. She only took us for the money. I know. I oh, said so
1: because she got a, a stipend.
2: Seven, I think it was seven and six a week. Right. I vaguely remember that, but I might be wrong yeah. about the figure.
1: But roughly. But she yeah. got
2: paid for each child, and she took the four. Well, the two didn't stay, so then she took two lodges in.
3: Yeah. And
2: there was only two bedrooms. I don't know where they slept. They probably slept in the front room. Those two. You know, she might have made it into. Mm. Anyhow, apart from that, she never fed us. Breakfast was porridge, and then you had nothing till dinner time, and it was everyday sheep's head soup with just a couple of little veg. And we used to have to stand outside at the mangle and do the veg. Mm. Um, what
1: is sheep's head soup? It's not actually a sheep it's head, the whole is it?
2: sheep's head. In the oh soup. I thought
1: that was like a name for something no. that was like cauliflower because it was woolly. It's clear, looking.
2: it's clear But the time it's and it was just like drinking. I mean we ate it because we were hungry. Yeah. So um that was our dinner. We never I can't ever remember having a cake or biscuit ever in four years there. Mm. Yeah, so we had this sheep's head thing every day. And we used to have to clear the table do the veg outside we couldn't do and when we arrived the worst thing was when we arrived she wouldn't let us go in till she'd combed our hair and because they probably told her that we hadn't you know lice yeah and she said you must have been like this when you left liverpool well it was only three weeks by then Mm. and i said we weren't well my sister never said anything she didn't back me up yeah i said we weren't we had all new things and i don't believe you you must have been like this. Well, he, he, with nits in ten days, they've hatched anyhow. Yeah, exactly. And it was three weeks by then. Yeah. You know, we were already alive by the time. You only get a live one on you and that's it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's but that's yeah, was it. game over. Yeah. So how often are you, did, did you get to see your mum and dad
2: Well, at, in the beginning, all? about every month once. And oh, she okay. would never let them in the house. They came at Christmas time that really? year. Really? Yeah. She used to make them take us to the park. And we sat on a seat in the park. My mother used to be looking through my hair. Mm. I can remember that bit. Um they told her not to come too often because we was always we so upset, I suppose. Mm. It?
1: Yeah, when it came time to them leaving and you staying. It yes. must have been the wrench.
2: Yes, that was the part.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we and we played out all day at the park most of the days, and I made in the bushes I made like a little house where I used to brush it out with, knee, with <laughs> sticks, you know, make my own little brush.
1: Playing house. Yes, playing yeah. house, really.
2: <laughs> well, anyhow, next door was a lady whose husband was a prisoner of war very quickly, and she had four children, mm. and she asked me to look after them. Well, the eldest was four, Bertie was four, Albert was three. The little girl was just over one. The baby was six weeks old. Yeah. And he'd become a prisoner of war. So she was only young and attractive, though I didn't associate that at the time. And she got in with soldiers. And she used to ask me to look after the children and she'd clear off. But oh, I got I see. fed when I was there because was feeding the children.
1: Right, yeah, of course. As
2: young as it was, it was feeding the children. Yeah. But I went to the park. So you were how old
1: when you were, how old were you looking after them?
2: Eight. Four children under oh my four. My God! Honestly, I mean, when you think about it.
1: if um, you think about what people are like with eight with their eight year old kids now, <laughs> rather than not, not only not only leaving you alone no. at eight, but leaving you alone with four kids under four.
2: And she said, "Go to the oh park." Oh my God! Well, she she was away all morning, and the baby was screaming in the pram, the little one. I didn't know what to do, do. I had an empty bottle because it had had a bottle when mm. I took her out, and then. So I went to the fountain and filled it with cold water, didn't yeah. you know what, and gave her a bottle of cold water, absolutely cold, out of the fountain. She drank it. And then often she'd ask me to stay the night and she'd bring somebody home. Right. For the night. So,
1: so the kids didn't bother?
2: Me, bother yeah. her. Yeah. But one, one did wake up, and it was in my room, and so she brought the bottle and she stamped it on the side and just said, will you feed the baby? And I was half asleep. And the baby was sick because it probably wasn't okay. Care- and I had a dress I didn't like hmm. there, and I wiped it up with that so I didn't have to wear it. <laughs> I mean, I was crafting really. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and was that the last place you stayed?
2: Yes, for four uh, years.
1: Yeah.
2: Most of the four years was there. A lady up the road, I used to shop for her, I used to go for her bread and her. Rose, and she said, her name was Annie Parry. I thought she might have, I don't know, but looking back, I think she might have drank a bit too. Mm. And she said to me once, you know, we all know in the street that Mrs. Pierce starves you both. We know all about it. But they didn't do anything about it. I was going around bins at school. We only had school in the morning and in the afternoon because we went to three different schools mm. there. The Pavilion was our last school, down at, at in Beach. And it had a swimming pool and that's where I learned to swim. Because oh. in the morning we had lessons and in the afternoon there was tea dances for the soldiers mm. so we could go in the pool then. So that's how I learned to swim. Oh, then.
1: well, that's good.
2: Yes. And at the church, it was. this was terrible, but we were so hungry that we'd go in the morning and I'd found a cupboard there where there was biscuits. They must have done biscuits and tea. Mm. And I was stealing the biscuits. It was terrible, really.
1: Given the circumstances, I don't think there's anyone who would think less.
2: Oh, I thought it was terrible afterwards. But I I used to take the packet that was left Mm. and they thought the mice had had them and it was me. And then it wouldn't go into the afternoon. I'd go up the hills to the Ganesca and eat the biscuits to survive, really. Yeah. You know, how we did survive. The only time she ever went to feed me once, I'd been to the doctors, I wasn't very well, And he said I had to go to bed. I think it was like rheumatic fever, so I was in bed a long time. Mm. And she looked after me then, and she brought me, because I wasn't eating, because I had too sore a throat, she brought me salmon sandwiches and brought the lady over the road to to see me for some reason. And then when she gave it, I couldn't eat them. So it was on a slopy roof. So I opened the window and threw them out because I knew I'd get into trouble if I didn't eat them. Yeah. And the only time I could have had something decent... <laughs>
1: Well, salmon sandwiches—that was a—that was a cut, I know, that was a cut that was, above.
2: That was—I couldn't believe it after not. Having, I mean, it might have only—I just couldn't. She w- must have opened it in. I wonder
1: if she brought in the woman from over the road to, to so say, she could see you eating. They've
2: be, been yeah, talking. Look,
1: look, you see. Yes, I'm not mistreating yeah,
2: you know. them. and some of the kids at school had packed lunches, mm. and they um, in their packed lunch one boy and one thing I couldn't stand was beetroot I love it now but I hated it when I was young I used to say take that off the table can it funny your
1: taste buds change yes they must have so you hated it I
2: hated the beetroot and I said um, this little boy he always had cheese and beetroot sandwiches and he couldn't eat them all and he threw them in the bin and when they weren't looking I went in the bin got them out took the beetroot off and had the cheese (laughs) It was a, to survive, and yeah. we were hungry. And another time, she sent us to Blackberry, mm. and we always had to be in by a certain time, and she not why are you there? If you see any apples in anybody's garden, get them. So off we go, my sister and I, to get these Blackberries, and we got quite a few, and it was getting dark. Mm. And we tried to get them out of somebody's orchard, and its hair does and chase us. So then we went up to the convent at the top of Pristatin Hill. yeah. And we we were getting them, and the Mother Superior or somebody like that came out. Yeah. And and we flew, and my sister and I hid behind the bushes, and she sent for the police, and we were praying like this, in the bushes, Aww. saying, "Please don't let her get us, you know, don't let the policeman get us." Anyhow, eventually he went, and I heard her say it'll be those from Liverpool, which was true. I heard her say that. Oh my God. So eventually we flew, and we thought we'd be in trouble. It was pitch black because it was September. Mm. She'd go mad. But when we got in, she was that delighted that we got the apples that she never said a word. Really? Just went to bed, yes. Don't remember ever having any in them, but maybe we did, maybe she did. Never had a roast dinner or anything like that ever oh. in all those years.
1: Can you remember what the homecoming was like when you when you came back for good?
2: Oh, yes. My sister said to me, what will we call my mother? She didn't know what to call
1: oh, her. Oh, bless her heart. Yeah, what will
2: we call her? And I said, oh, Mum? And she said, oh, won't I call her M- Mrs P? Like we call Mrs Pierce. Oh, <laughs> she just couldn't yeah. get there. But we didn't. And I mean, the homecoming was nice because we... we and my father always said, you came home like little mice, but you didn't last that long like that. Yeah, you know, Sitting each side of the fire when they had a doll ready for us, I was doll mad, terrible. And she wouldn't let me have them in the house. And often the boys in the park were throwing dolls about and they'd give me them in the end because they knew I was so fond of dolls.
3: Yeah.
2: It was like babies. I was passionate about babies. Yeah. And even when I was born, we used to go over to my grandfather mm. in Morton as we passed Hey, I used to say, I can remember saying I'm going to be a nurse and work there because there was a balcony with beds on, with red blankets, there were children with TB because I went to work there eventually. Right, yeah, yeah. So I decided before I wanted to be a nurse. All, never any other. So that's what you
1: wanted to be from, yes, from, from a very from really early all, age? Yes. What was your dad like?
2: A organiser.
1: Oh, or was he? Um
2: but kind to everybody, very generous. And he was into the black market a bit because this house he bought a house when we came home before the end of the war.
3: Yeah.
2: And it was called a Burnham Cottage. And then he bought next door.
3: Yeah.
2: Which was the old Hall farm, which my grandfather had. And he rented to them for a pound a week in those days. It was a big house. It's quite it's in the book, in the old well, Syne book.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's the oldest house in Morton, Wow. 1719 it was built.
1: So when you say he was, what, like Black markets, as in like the one who can get you anything if you want it?
2: When we came back and he was a long-distance driver for Millers then Mm. in Liverpool, as well as being, when British Road Service started, he was there in charge for the North West. Yeah. at that point he was a driver for Millers and they used to take stuff to London docks during the war.
3: Yeah.
2: And at the docks... They used to take a box off, whatever it was, and fill it with stones because they said more often than not it sunk anyhow.
1: Right. You know? And then
2: divided between the men. Gotcha. So we had behind our piano at home, mother was terrified of it really, huge butter like you used to get that you chopped up.
1: Oh, like a a huge... And she
2: gave it to all the neighbours. Yeah. And we had under the bed when we arrived home was a box of five bananas under our bed. And they were green, and we couldn't wait for them to arrive because we hadn't had a banana for years. And then in these secret panels in the oak room at the old house, we had secret panels. Yeah. And he knocked on one, and the next one opened. And in there he stored anything that he brought. Not butter, obviously, butter was, he couldn't put that in there, but anything that he got that was sweets and things, Barker and Dobson and sweets, he had jars of them. There was things he got. He said the only thing they never brought he delivered once was coffins and he said we never took any of those.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, that's gotta be the there's gotta be superstition about nicking a coffin. Yeah, hasn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the police came and knocked at the door. Yeah. And they said, Joe, we've heard you've got some tea and sugar, which Let's just have some. So we never had any problem. You took so the Yeah,
1: There you go. <laughs>
2: in Chadwick Street. That's very, so that's yeah, very yeah. much
1: the wise way to do things. It is. After school, must have been nursing college, was it?
2: Do I went have... straight to Alder Hay when I was sixteen.
1: Oh really? So, yeah. so does that mean you learned on the job? Yes. Wow.
2: Yeah, and that's an experience. Honestly, in 1948. We we had to boil the needles up, and they had little horrible ends on them. Well,
1: nineteen forty-eight. That was the start of the NHS, I mean, uh, wasn't Yes, it? it?
2: started in July, and I started in September. And I wow. was the first cadet at Alderhay. I was a cadet because I, I didn't stay to do GCSEs. Was so anxious to get into the nursing. The matron said we're starting a new course, and you can. And there was two of us went as cadets at Alder Hay.
1: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com
2: slash style.
1: So starting at Alderhay at age yes. 16, yes. was that a big... Culture shock again, that was that, that's, oh, that's that's a whole new world again oh, for you, yes. isn't it? It was very But was it exciting?
2: Yes, but the discipline was terrible. But even so, we laughed a lot when we were off duty. We did my first then I went I was at Cadet till March In yeah. uh, nineteen forty-nine and then I went into PTS, which was the preliminary training school for three months. Mm. And then my first year, because I'd been a cadet, they put me on night, so I did seven months on night. Twelve-hour nights for seven nights, and then got a day off, and then. That's
1: as, that's crazy, out. I know. Firemen get four days on, four days off. Oh of yeah, you,
2: you never got that then. That's crazy. but then, but before my nights had finished, hmm. I should have only been on three months. I do not why. I was missed, but it was, and while I mean, some of the things that happened on that night, duty when I think about it, I was in charge of twenty odd boys and. Uh, about seven were on the balcony because they had TB bones or TB spine, and they had to have their hot water bottles filled every two hours at their feet. They had socks on and they were on frames. Yeah. So you had to put hot water bottles. Well, that was an item to do, me on my own, with those 20 children.
1: You can't have been a lot older than some of them.
2: No, it wasn't. And the night sister's office was on that ward. It was F2 and it was an orthopaedic ward. Yeah. And I had about four cots.
3: Yeah.
2: So I had to feed the cot babies, obviously. And the others were beds. Yeah. I mean, the rules, when I think about it, it was ridiculous. They wouldn't do it today. It became six nights and then one off. So it, instead of getting the same every week, you got to change. Yeah. So that was a bit better. Um, and the night sisters in the side office used to come on duty and used to say, Well, you keep these boys quiet. Well, some of them were 15.
1: Yeah. You
2: know, how could I keep them quiet? Because you were 16. I was only 16. <laughs> so, what I did, all the blooming money I got about penny comics yeah. and took them in to keep out them of quiet your own pocket. out of my own pocket. Wow. And then the sisters would do around, Well, we. Well, the work we had to do, it was at least four o'clock before you sat down to do the report yeah. because you were so busy. And then in the morning on this particular ward, when Sister came on, she came on like a battleship with her hat right out here in yeah. full bloom. And you had to leave, your, what did you thought you did with them? You had to count the spoons, the forks and the knives and write them down and the pieces were so Pieces of soap yeah. in a receiver, and you had to write them in an infantry book. Don't know what she thought you'd do with them. Then you had to boil the cloths, boil the teats, boil the needles, and boil the syringes in a like a steamer thing. Yeah. yeah. And because she was so busy, I bought, bought the facecloths when she came on. You could smell it. They were made out of lint. She kept me on duty till dinner time to make new the six that had been damaged to do blanket God. stitch. Honestly, oh, round oh them. She sat me doing plan. It was 12 o'clock and she said to me one so morning.
1: that is that sounds like the most comprehensive <laughs> job where you did everything. So you're you not did. only, so you're sewing. Yeah, you're a sewing yeah, machine yeah. doing seamstress work on the stuff that you, oh my God.
2: And she said to me one morning when she came in, you haven't washed these children. I said I have because you had to wash them all and you yeah. did one side and you an orderly came to do one side of bed with you. Mm. And that was stupid because they were on frames and she wanted us to, we had to turn the mattress. Yeah. So that's why you needed another one. But in turning the mattress, you weren't doing anything because they were on a frame. Right. So I said, this is ridiculous because I didn't, that much do, I'm not doing it. And what did she do? She put banana, um, orange peel under the mattress to check. But I got wise and went round looking for the orange peel. <laughs> you know I read the old book Oh, they were terrible and she came in this morning it sounds didn't? like some
1: of the stories i've heard about um <laughs> about you know army training and the base it sounds just as disciplined yes. and, and yeah. hardcore yeah. as that but
2: the thing was also when she came in and she said oh th- you haven't washed them I said I have asked the big boys because they would snitch on you Yeah. so I always left them to be washed last if anybody woke up and wanted a bedpan at 4 o'clock I washed them because yeah. I never had time I mean when you think what you had to do it was absolutely ludicrous. Mm. and um, I said I have asked the big boys she said, don't answer me back you haven't she said this soap is dry this was 8 o'clock I've been washing them since half 4 in the well, morning of course it's dry <laughs> she <laughs> said you haven't this soap it's dry you don't anything so stupid oh my god yeah oh it was terrible and another night i went on duty and taught on the board mm. with both maureens there was another maureen possibly oh okay report to matron we thought gosh what have we done so she said um we went she said my she always called us my child but it was my children if there was more my children mm. she was very nice the matron ready I want you to both special a child in an iron lung. Because if it fails, you have to pump it. Yeah. On isolation. The child had polio. She
1: said you have to special. Does that mean? Yes, yeah, stay special? with them
2: all night right. between you. Yeah. So one would go for a break and then it would relieve. Right. And in between, if we needed to do anything, we needed to do it together. Yeah. So we had gowns on, masks, and all we spent all night. She was four.
1: And this is two, this is two moorings.
2: The two Maureens, right, yeah. Maureen Bottomley and me.
1: Yeah.
2: And the child wanted stories all night. We kept turning the pages and talking. She never seemed to sleep and she was in this iron lung. Anyhow, it didn't fail. But the next morning of breakfast, this other Maureen said, um, don't feel very well, I've got a sore throat. She was dead the next day. Colia caught it off the child. 19, she was older than me, but she started training at 18.
1: That's something I... Isn't that terrible? That's something I hadn't thought about. At that age, at 16, dealing with when... Well, I
2: was 17 back then. She uh, was 19, she was older than me.
1: But at a tender age, really. Dealing with that. Dealing with little kids who you become attached to. Yeah. That must have been heartbreaking.
2: Yeah, but the one who was dead was the nurse. Oh! The nurse died. At breakfast she said to me, I don't feel very well. Oh the little my girl god, lived another four weeks. The... the girl died nineteen and only child. Her father was a police sergeant in Liverpool. We all had to go to the funeral. I mean it was terrible. Oh my
1: god.
2: To think that she caught it off the child because we hadn't got any other polios in at the time. Yeah, yeah. And she was taken to Versacley and hers had hit her chest straight away. And they did a tracheotomy, but she died. And she just got engaged, actually. Oh
1: my God! She was
2: an only child, nineteen, Maureen Bottomley was her name. But I that, mean, today she'd get have got million. Their family would have got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, things like that just didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. But um, well, you
1: don't quite It's just that that's you wouldn't have questioned the authority then. You would just yeah, say, "Well, you, that's, that's, that's it. That's yes.
2: That's that." Terrible, <laughs> terrible, an only child.
1: But that, but that does make me think with with the little. With you being, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, that must have been your first experience of of getting attached to younger kids and and then not not pulling through. Oh, yes. That must have been awful.
2: We had a lot on the isolation wards because we had gastroenteritis in then and there was not much cure for it in those days. They used to put them on drips and it wasn't very pleasant because they cut down. Today it just goes straight into the the thing, but in those days they cut down Mm. to put the drips in. And when I look back, I mean, there was an improvement because when I look back reading the night reports of past, they were just all died. So yeah. it was got better.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. Yes, I suppose, yeah, I suppose over time better, it does.
2: But it was horrible giving them the injections of streptomycin because um, the needles were so blunt. I used to hate putting them into them because
3: yeah.
2: it was so blunt. And we got so attached because they were in a long time. Some of the children yeah, were in three and four years with TV. Oh, my God, That yeah. really? on frames, yes. One little boy particularly, I remember, it was four years. And they became like... We had a teacher.
1: Yeah.
3: They
2: used to do some hours in the morning. But they became like your family. You got so attached to them.
1: Yeah. Well, for that long... yes. That just wouldn't happen now, would it? Oh, yeah, no. you you'd do home care. You wouldn't be in.
2: No. No. But it was quite it was a good learning experience.
1: Yeah. But I know you said you said you had a real a real laugh as well, I bet.
2: Oh I yes, bet, I bet we you... laughed a lot off Tuesday. Yeah. I was with Anita Batan who was courting Ken Dodd.
1: Really? Yes,
2: we worked together and she was marvellous with the kids. So it's
1: it Ken Dodd's girlfriend? The,
2: what the first
1: one. His first why? Anita? Was
2: it? No, she never. He never married her. Oh. He was engaged for sixteen years to her. Really? Mm.
1: That is a long engagement. Yes. That's longer than some never, of his gigs.
2: He's never married. Yeah, he's never married this one, but he is going to because he's a sir now, isn't he? To give her the lady title.
1: Oh, I see.
2: Yeah, he used to come to all our dances, you see, because he was caught in Anita.
1: And was he famous then?
2: No. Well, he used to go around clubs then, and then he went to the Floral Pavilion at New Brighton. I used to see him there. With yeah. Him. But when Anita was my friend yeah. on, as well as others, um, we were, used to move up in the homes as she became more senior and as yeah. I became third year, ready for my exams, he, um, he used to. I slept on the ground floor, so she untied the box. We had blocks so people couldn't get in.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you know, we never had any worries in those days anyhow, but we did have blocks on the wall. And she unscrewed them and said... Um, she would come in in late. You were only allowed one pass a week. Oh, so she unscrewed them, so she, them so come, she could circumvent the curfew. she used to come in over my bed, and she was quite a big girl, you know, I'm, she was quite a big girl. I'd feed this body of my, in the middle of the night. So it was her coming in. Yeah, she used to go around the clubs with him.
1: And yeah. so she used to untie those blocks so she could circumvent the curfew and sneak in after...
2: Sneak in, in in the middle hours of the night. That's
1: appalling behaviour. I hope you never did anything <laughs> like that.
2: No, it didn't actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you stay as hospital nurse?
2: No, I didn't. I stayed at Alder Hay until then. I went to do general because what happened? We all went to have our fortune told from oh, all six of us, and we went to this lady's knocked on the front door, and we yeah. said, Somebody somebody told us about." It was two and six. We've come to have our fortune. Well, they chased us. They said you don't say that. They'll have the police say go around the back.
1: Why was it not allowed? No, it wasn't
2: allowed fortune telling. Really? No. Have the police say? She I go not know yeah, that. I didn't either till then, and she said go around the back.
1: Do a secret knock.
2: Yeah. So we went around the back. The six of us. It was funny. This, and knocked on the. Uh, they and when we went in, they had the most magnificent toys, and obviously made a lot of money out yeah. of it because I believe they started in a hut in. Oh, Swan.
1: Right.
2: And it was pence of time then, so it had gradually gone up and it was two and six by the time we wow. were there. And she said to me, give me something, And I gave her a pen and she said, I get nursing with this. Well, we'd all come together and the only place, we weren't sort of dressed up fancy, you know, like so you would you be were, going so to you, dance. She knew we were nurses. So you were sceptical? But, yes, I was right. very sceptical. And she said oh, you're not staying at that hospital, you know, are you going to another hospital? I said, oh, well, I will eventually. Obviously, I'd be going to another hospital. Yeah. Well, the next day, Matron sent for the six of us. This is the most peculiar. And she said, I thought, oh, she'd known we've gone to the fortune, teller, tell her we were <laughs> in trouble. We all felt the same. We were all standing And she said, my child, there's a new course started. My children. What did she have as in one at a time? Anyhow, whatever. Mm. She said him. Um, there's a new course starting, and because you were so young starting, you can go into the general hospital, have your general training, come back here and sit your children's exam. Yeah. So we sat both, you see, and it was called a new four-year course because we were so young. Yeah. So that's what you wanted us for. She didn't know about the fortune teller. But that woman but was that right. But that the
1: fortune teller, was right. <laughs> you
2: and there's stay- you <laughs> scoffing,
1: going, oh, of course I'll go to the <laughs> hospital. Wow.
2: Yes. So then I went to Smithdown Road Hospital. It was Smithdown Road then. It then became Sefton. It's closed now. And I did my general there.
1: Did you ever have any difficult, you know, really difficult patients that stick out in your mind?
2: A friend Angela and I were on the surgical ward and... Um, We were giving washouts for three nights before they had partial gastrectomies, which is part of the stomach removed. And we had to give them a washout each night and leave the tube down on the last night.
3: Yeah.
2: And my friend was in the next... They were next to each other. The man, man, we always use surnames, was called Nelson. That was his surname. I can't remember what the other fellow was next door. And we had both had curtains round and I had the tray ready and I was trying to get him to swallow it and sometimes you had to put it up the nose because it was rubber yeah. and it was about three foot long, 36 inches. Oh, God. It was a heck of a long thing and it had a little hole at the top. And Angela had said to her, swallow this, and I was saying, you know, you've got to swallow. And she turned around to ask me something through the curtains and when she turned back, she said... Have you swallowed it? And he said, yes. So she said, well, where is it? The end? You'd expected to see the end sticking out?
3: Yeah.
2: And he said, you told me to swallow it. Oh, no. He swallowed the whole lot. Oh. I don't know. how he, he must have had a heck of a swallow. Did he work at she... the circus? <laughs> this one had been in the Navy. I had, I don't know what the other had been. And he said, you told oh, me no. to swallow it. I mean, he must have had a terrific swallow and she didn't believe him, so we got him out of bed. Well, I didn't. Took the pillows off, looked under the mattress. He was adamant he'd swallowed it. And she was saying, Andrew, said, oh, What shall I do? I said, oh, I'll ring Mr. Beatty. <laughs> so I've gotten the phone and I ran Mr. Beatty's head and said, I'm sorry, but we've got a patient. He said, Swallowed the whole tube. I said, Yes. So he said, Oh, don't worry, put another one down. I'll get it out tomorrow when I operate. And it was, she went, had to go down to theatre. She went down with him and said it was all curled up in the stomach. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he'd swallowed oh it. He had swallowed it. So he'd whole eaten ch- it. He'd eaten it, really. Oh, my God. And in seconds, when it <laughs> appeared seconds, it might have been minutes by the time she chatted to whatever she asked me Yeah. Him. So that was the one that I remember. And I remember a lot of the babies. You know, I was quite fond of the babies. Yeah. They moved one and That's been that. a
1: real theme with you, hasn't it? Looking after yes, the babies. Yeah,
2: babies. Yeah, all along. Yeah. Even when I came home to Morton. Yeah. I looked after all the kids around there. I worked at the Radium Hospital in Liverpool before it was... It's down now. It's gone. Oh, okay. And I was there to close the night... I was a night sister, and I was there to close it at night, and it moved to Clatterbridge.
3: Right. Because
2: the cobalt machine was coming, and it couldn't be used in the city, but now it's thinking of coming back, but it won't be the cobalt. I think that's old now. And one of the men in the hostels... Had a mold on with his radium. Yeah. And they were allowed out in the day, but they weren't to go amongst a lot of people. And he went, I think it was either to the Philharmonic or cinema. Yeah. And lost it. So they had to bring the people at the Geiger counters in to check it. Oh, because he'd taken radioactive material
1: (laughs) out to a. Oh, my God.
2: And I believe it went, it was was caught at Lewis's. That was the tale. Now, But he got to Lewis's and, uh, and the radium missing.
1: He probably sold it to some bomb
2: makers or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my but they God. said they got it down to Lewis's drain. was it Lewis's drain they found it. I think they found it. Oh, that so, was so, the story. Oh, that's
1: good. So it yeah, made it to the water so, yes, supply.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right then. Yeah. Panic over.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> God, blimey. Yeah. I think possibly because of the experience you had as an evacuee and being in want of things and needing looking after, it sounds like you've had a life of looking after people and making it your business too.
2: Yeah. Yes, I have, but I don't mind that. We're still doing it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's it's still a very noble thing to do, isn't it? It's the best thing you can do. Um,
2: I'm going to put your super.
1: Oh, Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Do you want me to or do you want to...? You must be dry.
1: Oh no, I've got my tea.
2: oh have you. Yeah, oh, yeah. All yeah, right, that's all right. It's only,
1: right. only halfway down. We okay. But yeah. it's very kind of you, though.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, you're a feeder. Yeah. <laughs> there I, you go. You see, see you're looking if you've after.
2: you've been starved, you do.
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, think, I think it's safe uh, to say I'm not starved.
2: No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: But that, that's what's happened to me, I think, because of those years of being yeah without.
1: So, how long were you a health visitor for? From 1963
2: to 92. So you must... I've you must seen have, a you, lot, yes, You must I have, have been a
1: health visitor for... You must be constantly seeing, because my mum was a practice sister. Yes. So she's always seeing patients of hers around town. You must get that all oh, the time. Oh, I do.
2: I had a, when I did midwifery at Mill Road in Liverpool...
1: Yeah.
2: I was in London Road and this woman said... Hey George, this the husband. hey, George, this is a girl nearly frightened to death. She had the baby down the toilet and and it had red hair. <laughs> I always remember it. And I was trying to hold the baby and hair as well to get to the... That was while I was doing midwifery. I had some sad things in midwifery yeah, as well, I really. I had a case in Birkenhead, the, the big new high-rise.
3: Yeah.
2: They were just built, those high-rise plates at... at um, Wood Church,
1: right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. they're
2: all painted, I think, round and it. Yeah. And they put families in there, and I delivered quite a few babies there. Mm. Um, and I delivered this baby sort of late in the evening. Wrapped everything up and put it. And they'd only just moved in; they were only new the, pro- the property. Mm. And put my, uh, my apron and whatever I had and swabs and things in this brown bag. And when I got there the next day to yeah. see to her open the bag and the cockroaches that crawled out were terrible mm. and it had only just been built terrible. I had one girl who was definitely a prostitute oh and that was funny. I went there and she um she'd lost about had six months miscarriages she said she wanted to keep this baby I said well, if you want to keep it, Maxine, you're going to have to stop doing being a working lady. Yeah. She said, "Oh, don't worry, I only do a blowjob now. <laughs> Straight out with it." She said, "Don't worry, she said, no worry there." And you know, I thought, my God, at Birkenhead Docks, She said, "Yeah." Against the railings or something. Oh. You know, they they tell you things that you wouldn't dream.
1: Well, it's <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> I bet you've heard some things because it is. It's like a. It's like a priest confession, <laughs> isn't it? They know you're not going to say anything, so you must be—you say it a lot.
2: Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. And I, when I was working in Ellesmere Port as a health visitor, I worked there first before I went to Puro. Hmm. I went to Easton then when Ian was two because I wanted to do less time. And um, <laughs> when... I was out one day with my husband and this lady came, she said you know my husband, don't you? Yes, I do. Would you have a look He's outside? He's wanting she was in Woolworths at the time. Yeah. The... She said he's wanting some money off me and I don't want to commit him, so I had to go out, have a look with me, the husband, then go back in and tell him, Pops, we get no peace when we go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming up all the time asking you things. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's... <laughs> So you you had a long career as a as a health visitor. Was it was it hard to stop? Was it hard to stop doing that? I mean... no, I,
2: did, I did stop because my husband was so ill, and right. then I went back for a little while, doing two days at different places. So that was quite good because I'd be two days in the dock area in Birkenhead. Yeah. Because one day I went to I was doing injections. Um, because they hadn't come for the injections, I did them at home. Yeah. And I was going, two little lads said to me, we had a Mercedes car at the time, yeah. we shared it, but we had this. And two little lads said, do you want me to look after your car, Mrs? I said, no, it'll be all right, Sonny, I'm only going to be a minute. They said, well, you'll have no tyres when you come back. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to give them a pound. You know? <laughs> yeah, so they
1: didn't make your tyres. So they didn't <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. I just I think that's enterprising.
2: <laughs> oh, yes, they were. They <laughs> they'll, were they'll be millionaires
1: there. now, them lads.
2: <laughs> I had another family there in Birkenhead, and, and I was annoyed with her because I used to spend every morning. She had... I went to see a new baby, and she had two others, and she had this dog with puppies, and I could see the puppies weren't getting... Well, the dog wasn't getting fed, so I used to go. I was on a moped then, so that's the early years after it finished. I was on the moped, yeah. and I used to call at the pet shop in Oxton and buy pet food. And when I got there, she'd often be out. She'd already gone out, left all these animals, and I put it through the letter box the food, and they'd all come running. <laughs> Every morning, yeah. running to the door, and I'd throw all this food through, loose. Because <laughs> it didn't matter, the place was like to tip <laughs> anyhow. So the f- food was going through. <laughs> oh, that must tell you this oh, yeah. bit about the lady who used to... She lived in with her mother over the balcony and wanted to keep the baby. It was a working girl, she called herself. Yeah. What's your occupation, working girl? Well, you know what they're up to. Yeah. And I went and she said, they said, oh, sit down. And mother was there. And I sat on a settee and I went down. There was nothing there, there was just the top. And I was in a hole with my knees <laughs> up like this, trying to talk to them. And I thought, I'm going to get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> but she, it was like a blooming comedy. And then the next time I we went, it was all. It was near, <laughs> it must have be been like sitting yeah, in a barrel. It was sitting in a hole. <laughs> I Sit down, they said, sit on a settee. I thought. Anyhow, the next time I went in the hall, as I went in, was all these boxes with Cindy and different things on like that, big boxes. And I said, oh, it was near Christmas time mm. and her mother seemed agitated, very red-faced and was in and out. And I said, what's wrong with you, mum? she was always quite chatty," She'd always been in the jail all night. They've let her out this morning. She said, see all those boxes? She pinched them from out still with my fella been in Astor
1: Nick to all the Barbie dolls.
2: All the Barbie dolls ready for Paige. They had a little girl called Paige. Yeah. It wasn't the prostitute's one, it was the mother's, yeah. I suppose. Yes, yeah, suppose it was hers. But
1: she managed to keep the booty, so...
2: No, they came for it later. Oh, did on. they? Oh. They had to send something, yeah, into Astor. Pinched all the stuff. Oh, they used to tell you some awful things, really.
1: Yeah. So after a career... Yeah. ..or after a lifetime of looking after people... When you stop being a health visitor, did you find it hard to switch off? To switch that off, you must still—I bet you still—I bet you still no, helping I didn't. people. I was looking
2: after. But I still was until two of them have died, but there was three I was looking after.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm still going to a, one, but she's in a home now.
1: So it's—and uh, that's just socially, and just because you—you you can't. I go and it see off. her each week. Yeah,
2: I was seeing two of those, but they both died too. So, um, but one of them. Uh, That was a neighbour for years, and she was a very, more like a schoolteacher type, very sedate type of woman, Mm. and um, very precise, really, very ladylike. And she, she, when she became not confused, she wasn't confused, but on this day I went to see her in the hospital, and she said, I've been waiting for you, never aggressive, but she was, she said, "Uh, you've ruined this country, what are you going to do about it? She said to me.
1: She you've said, ruined, you've this,
2: ruined country. this country. What are you going to do about it? I said, Well, Beatrice, I don't think I can do very much about it. She said, Well, in that case, it's the end of a very nice friendship. And she sat for the whole hour. What did she, what did she, she mean? She thought I was Margaret Thatcher, I think.
1: Oh, my God. I
2: don't, at the time, I might have had... I don't know so what she it so
1: was so a little a bit of a dementia, little bit computer, and so she thought you were Margaret there. Thatcher.
2: Yeah, never spoke to me for the whole of this. She, it was quite funny, really, because she wasn't like that at all. She just had these moments when she went a bit... Did she yeah. talk
1: to you again when John Mayer Oh, yes, over?
2: after <laughs> 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 It was long after that. Yeah, she was very... Yeah. Bless her (laughs) heart. Well,
1: I have to say, I can see why you looked after people and why you were so good at it and why you couldn't ever switch that off. Uh, From you know, from back, you know, when you're evacuated. That's that's informed and that's coloured your whole life, hasn't it? It
2: Always has really.
1: Yeah. What would you say is the piece of advice that you know that's most stuck with you or the or the lesson that you've the most valuable lesson you learned across your years?
2: Well, to be kind to everybody, really. Is one of the main things. And not always understanding, really, of how people have the past that they've had that has caused the problems.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh. That's very true. Maureen, thank you very much for having me.
2: (laughs) It's all right. It's a pleasure.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.